so, so, so scandalous. Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. Welcome to The Naughty Rude Show. You're with Katie, Danny and Peter and we are on Sin Nation. (laughs) It is our last show of the year. Sorry, guys, I just got an email from Bumble. Um, oh! Apparently, there's like 400 new Bumbles out there. So if you guys Oh, it's like are, a plague, uh, Peter. God. I'm, uh, I'm really it's a, trying to edge off, but it's Lord. like a really bad um, <coughs> chemical. Oh. The Lord did not send a plague of locusts. They just sent a plague of Bumbles. Guys, it's our last show this week. We are done diddly, and it's almost Christmas. So we have a fairly Christmas-themed show for you tonight. I guess not everything is Christmas-themed, but as best as we're trying, we're going to give you a little bit of that Christmas spirit with a little (laughs) bit bit. of sexy time. (laughs) If you remember my little hint last week, there will be the sharing of my original Christmas lunch orgy porn script. Yes, thank you. Bravo. Making my debut as a porn transcriptor. Not transcriptor, sorry. I wasn't sitting there in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ooh, no. It's like sauce bottle squelch noises. (laughs) Yep, I wrote me a porno. It's my first, and I hope it it really goes off. Um, (sighs) As as everyone gets it on, I hope it goes off. So if you guys are joining us for the first time... (laughs) Welcome. uh, Welcome. <laughs> if you need to catch up ever, you know, on the last four weeks or so that we've had together, yeah. it's been pretty magical. It we've has. covered some saucy things. Mm-hmm. You can do so through the podcast, which is uploaded to Omni and also on sin.org.au. Also on Castbox. And the old fact. And iTunes. And the old iTunes. Yeah. Yes. Where pretty much everyone gets their potties. And also the podcast app, you know, that's fun too. So if you do need to catch up, please do so. Um, introductions, please. Hi, I'm Peter. Um, I'm 21, single, and fairly lonely at this stage. I don't think I've had sex in about a month. So, yeah. I'm Danny, 22. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> um, I'm 22. I'm bi, pan, and yeah. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm 23, she, her, ish, pronouns, and uh, pansexual, and... Technically, I've broken that two-month streak yeah, now, Peter, so yeah, you're in the way. Like, you have a partner who's overseas right now. I'm just... Oh, he got back. Oh, well, oh. he's back. Not he came back on, on Sunday, and yeah, it was fun. And uh, hey. Hey. But now I leave tomorrow, so I'm like... Oh, my. <laughs> it's been like 10 days, so that's it. But um, yeah, he got a cold sore. Oh, hey. So I'm like, <laughs> so no, <See> ya. <laughs> nothing. So I'm just like, I, I've, I haven't seen you for two months, and now I can't kiss you. This is just like... I'm just sad now. Wow. I'm just real sad. The universe is just trying to bring you closer by forging your part. It's beautiful. I, I don't even know what we're no, talking that's just about. Yeah, what are we doing tonight? Uh, we're going to have a chat about mass culture, specifically Australian or mm. Aussie mass culture, as we like to say. Um, Peter, in a little hot minute, will be talking hot about man. how to delete an ex. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and then later on, Katie's going to be talking a little bit about uh, endo. So the endos and end don'ts for your sex life. Oh, I and we're it. not talking about drug 
the drug and drug endone. I've had I've shortened endometriosis to endo, and people were like, "What?" And I'm like, "No, I'm talking about the chronic pain thing, not the <laughs> drug that's causing a lot of problems in people's lives." Thing. It still causes problems. It's st- it co- still causes a lot of problems, but not those same ones. <laughs> Um, do make sure you tune in to right to the end because the absolute, I think, highlight of tonight's show will be Peter's script that everyone yes. has been waiting for. Oh, for those wondering, um, you can either have me do all the character voices. I think I'm pretty versatile. Okay. Um, I obviously have a vision for each of my characters. Mm-hmm. So You're a visionary, aren't you? That's right. <laughs> or we can each give it a go, character each. I've got... I've got three characters. I think I saw was there Sheila, Daza, and... Jono. 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 I shot not being Jono because one of my mates is called Jono, and that's just going to be My father's name is John, so that's (laughs) fun. (laughs) Okay, I'll just do it. I'll do it. That's fine. Um, Should we maybe throw to our first song just to get, you know, get the mood going? Let's get the mood going. I think, Peter, you might have chosen our first song. Uh, I don't think I did. <laughs> oh, you didn't? No. Oh, uh, sorry. This one's a little... Uh, Danny, what are you trying to say, Danny? Anyway, the song is a bit explicit, so language warning to all those at home who don't like listening to that kind of stuff. This song's called Slut Like You by Pink. Oh, I love it. Wow, Danny. <laughs> wow. It's a Naughty Rude Show. Slut Like You by Pink on the Naughty Rude Show. You're here with myself, Danny, Peter and Katie. Season finale. Very sad. But we're happy to be here. Going to have a good old time tonight. Yeah, we are. I want to talk about something. Go for it, Peter. Okay, so it's always with me. It's based on my life. So, obviously, we know that Peter just went through a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if you guys know. I'm single. Um, haven't really mingled, but it's okay. So, my issue is that in the last, like, month and a bit of, like, breaking up with someone... I just, like, can't seem to get them to be erased. Like, mm. I'm just, I can't delete them. Mm. So, at the start, you know, it was all the Instagrams. It was, see you later. It was the unfollows on the timeline. It was everything like that. So, the social media side of things, yep, cool. They were dead to Scrubbed. me. Scrubbed. Scrubbed. Erased. Um, and then sneaks in with a cheeky little, oh, I hope you're okay. Sorry again, message. And I'm like, I'm not really okay, actually. Um, but if you want to chat, like, I guess we can chat when you're ready. When I'm ready, okay. So then I was, like, kind of expecting him to piss off for another few months. Uh, doesn't. He's like, oh, I just developed some film photos that you're in here. I thought you might want them. You know, film photos of us when we were together, enjoying a nice picnic, me being, like, soppy and quite obviously in love. Mm. So, yeah, like, great to see those again. You're like, thank. Thanks, Thanks so, so much, much. <laughs> uh, for the memories and bringing them back. And I was like, so, like, why are, you, why are you messaging me? Can you maybe not? Like, I just need time plus. And he just didn't get it. He's like, oh, like, sorry if I upset you. Like, oh, didn't even mean to upset you. Just thought you might want the photos. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I don't really want them. You can have them. See ya. <laughs> um, and then I was like, yeah, okay, soz for being moody. Like, how are you? How's it going? Trying to just, like, make a conversation out of it. And he gives me Nothing. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. How are you? And I'm like, yeah, good. Like, here's a cheeky update. I'm graduating and, like, blah, blah, blah with work. And he's like, yeah, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, good luck with marketing stuff. Do you know what I graduated in, team? Advertising. So I was like, oh, okay, see ya. Okay, bye. How long were you with him? Oh, like three months. Like, not long, but... But still. But, like, come on. You suck. Mate, mate. And then... um. 
I like posted a passive aggressive Insta story because that's how I am. I'm like when people. <laughs> oh, talk did about, I see this one? Yes, when people talk about you doing marketing, but you actually studied advertising, and it was really hot. I looked great, <laughs> and he replied instantly. Sad react. I was like, I'm so sorry. Ha 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 ha. I'm like, yeah. Who shit is chat. this geezer? <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm god. I'm like shit, shit chat, mate. And he's like, I'm sorry. I just don't really have much to say. And I'm like, okay. Cool. Then piss off then. Yeah, we'll see you, bye. Um, and then he's like, I just wanted to send you the photos. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I just don't want to see the photos right now. And I'm like, I've got photos, mate, but I'm not sending them. Yeah. He's like, oh, are they of me? And I'm like, no, just a couple of selfies that I wanted to send over at some point. No, they are of you. They are of me as well. Um, and I'm like, I'll send them over when I'm ready. And then a week or two after I, like, sent them over, didn't say anything, just sent them. And he's like, thanks, Pina. I'm like, yeah, no worries. Um, I also noticed in this time, old mate started unfollowing me on Instagram. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what have I done now? Um, and I'm like, yeah, you know, no worries. Just wondering, like, you know, you unfollowed me on Instagram. Like, what's that about? Did I do something? He's like, oh, no, like, not malicious. Just I can't, I can't really look at your posts right now. I'm like, you, boy, boy <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, who, who dumped who, mate? Like, are you sad? Are you hurt? Go he sounds like he's just fishing for attention. See you, bye. Yeah. Anyway, next. <laughs> next. It goes on. I'm just, like, minding my own business, like, what is. Um, on Tinder, doing my thing. And oh, oh, no. Old mate's there. Oh, <laughs> Old mate's there and he's used one of the photos I've taken of him on our one of our dates. Oh, cute. Old mate's there. Old mate who's like, I need to be single to work my shit out. He's on Tinder. Oh, yeah. Say hello. Oh, how are you? Oh, you're good. Too bad your dick doesn't work. What? <laughs> anyway, I'm over it. I'm like, see a delete bite. But also have seen him twice in public working. One time... At the traffic lights, car is stopped. He's putting up posters, whatever he does for work, and turns around and I'm at the freaking the, the start of the traffic light yeah. line. Eye contact, he sees me, waves. I'm like, flip. I was in between going to a job. Like, I work in education, so I walked in and I was like, kids, everyone shut up. <laughs> Livid. Saw him again working. I don't think he saw me, but I saw him again. I'm just over this. Like, he doesn't even live near me. I just keep seeing him. What is this? I- the universe is playing tricks, man. And I keep getting those emails from the universe. I don't know if you know about them. They're really fun if you're an optimist. <laughs> and right now I'm not. So it's like you may be feeling rage. You may be feeling upset and you may be feeling hurt. But we only feel those things if we choose to feel those oh, things. That's not what you no, need right like, now. How universe. do you even get those emails though? <laughs> what is this? Oh, it's like some dude who's like a bit philosophical and stuff and he sends you a little optimistic Things and enlightening no. things. No, I'm I think you need no. to change your tone with this boy. I think you just need to send him a blunt I message. I was like, sorry, can't chat. If you want to chat, yeah. let's do a proper chat. See you, bye. Mm. And then I think, you know, after the unfollow, it was fine. That was fine. We didn't talk after that. But then I saw him on Tinder and I'm just enraged. And, like, I want him to see my posts. <laughs> Why can't he see my posts? I look really hot, Danny. <laughs> Did you see that freaking butt, the butt pic that I posted the other day? Oh. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, good on you, girl. Mm, thank you. <laughs> exactly. So what do you have to tell me? How do I do this? How do I deal? I think, um, well, he, you said that he's left you alone now, yeah? 
Yeah, but, you know, I did see him on Tinder like two days ago. It's like the universe isn't leaving me alone. Mm. How do I delete all remnants? How do I... Maybe try and use your phone a little less for the moment. Oh, okay. Because, like, you've already deleted... Mm. Like, you've blocked... Like, he's not on Insta. Not... Have you blocked <laughs> him on Facey? Uh, n- nah, but, like, I but had some like... really good photos of me on my grad day, and he liked the post, so yeah, that's fair, good. Fair it's call, fair stay. call. What about mobile number? Is that still happening? Oh, yeah, like... It's still there, but, still there. you know, I'm pretty good when I've been out in the town. I don't do that. I ain't like that. You know, yeah. I'm never going to go to that. Nah. I feel like the Tinder was just, a, like, you got kicked when you were down. Oh, that was salt in the wound. Yeah, but hopefully it's a once-off. What do you think, Katie? Yeah, I think it's a once-off, but it's also should have swiped right and been like, so I thought you were trying to be no, single. No, I did. I swiped right, but I know that he wouldn't have swiped oh, right. But if he swiped weak. right, I'm I would have been like, oh, so you're on Tinder now, so you're fixed. So, like, what's the deal? <laughs> and I was, like, talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, I just saw this. Here's a photo. Like, oh, my God, I'm, like, really raw. And she goes, um, like, I guess you could message him. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, should I? And she's like, like... You could. Like, you could send him a screenshot of your Insta story and, you know, because my Insta story was, like, when you take a photo of them and they use it on on Tinder after mm-hmm. they said that they want to be alone, hashtag finding myself, hashtag Tinder for research. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a really good post. Um, anyway, I, can... I didn't send it, so think, I'm a good girl. I think you're the bigger person for not having sent that, yeah. however satisfying it may have been to be oh, like, so how's uh, being single and finding yourself oh, working out for are. you here, bud? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're wanting maybe a future. Like yeah, with him, if, you, if it's still unsure, thing. yeah. yeah. Well, I think you probably have like two options. Probably one, kind of, you know, tell him again to fuck off, or organize like a catch up in person, where you know, there's no distractions mm. or no, you know, kind of uh, confusion as to what you mean and things because you know, online it's not always the clearest. Do you know what I wanted to do? This was my plan. I was like, cool. I know that I've got photos on two rolls of film of us. Um, what I might do is a couple months down the track, might write him a little letter to see how he's going to say that, like, I want him to look after himself and do well and, like, my thoughts are with him. Write it on the, like, developed photo and just send it. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted that to happen, like, two months after. But all this stuff's happened and now I, like, don't have the same feelings of, I want you to be okay. Like, I was even going to do the whole message a mate to see how he's going. But now I'm like, fuck you. I don't care how you are. I hope you're shit and I hope you get no matches on Tinder. Do you know how many matches I have on Tinder? Guess. Uh, At least 30. Yeah, more. Mm -hmm. 65. On Tinder. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how Tinder works. So 813. Sorry that was <laughs> so, oh, really? that. <laughs> I bet he doesn't have 813 matches on Tinder. It's something to be really proud of. <laughs> Our EP is like, oh, Peter. Actually, That's I'll check so mine sad. in the song break and I'll update it for you guys so that you know how many I've got. Um, if anyone <laughs> has any kind of idea of what I should do, I think to the universe is where I should attack. I think that's where all this is coming from. So that from. the email or the actual universe? <laughs> is it Both? just the angry Isn't reply? Just the same? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Everything's not okay. <laughs> and I don't choose to feel this. You're making me feel this, <laughs> Mr. Universe. Why is your man? Uh, yeah, so if you guys know what I should do, please tell me. Uh, you can tell me on t- Tumblr. I really love it. <laughs> so I pray on when Tinder to let me know me. how I should deal with this. <laughs> also, you'll probably find me on Tinder if you haven't already because yeah, I've been there for the last, since I was 18. What's that? Mm, too many years. 
So, yeah, Tumblr, guys, check it out. If you do want to ask us, it's the naughty, rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Please ask away. We've got a couple questions coming. I'm going to save those. I'm going to save those. Yeah. Going to pace ourselves here, folks, is you need to. You need to channel all your anger and you need to direct it to the universe. It's not a person, okay? He's dumb. He doesn't know he's doing this. If he's listening, now he does. He won't be <laughs> listening because it'll make him sad if he hears my voice. <laughs> so, like, it's the universe's fault. Can we all agree on this? Yep. Thank yep. you. Thank yep. you. I've done all I could do and I'm continuing to be a strong, mighty fine, empowered woman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you. Okay, we're going to go to a song. Oh, Lord. Uh, it's a really beautiful song, actually. It's a... Uh, Is it uh, like Fuck You by Lily Allen or something? It's really not... Oh! Julia. Can we, Julia, please? Okay, we're going to be playing Fuck You by Lily Allen. And a bit about this song. It is not about a boy. It's about the universe. Okay? And then specifically, it's about people being terrible in the universe. So yeah. it's like, it's take it it's how you everyone. want it. Take it how you leave it. It's Whatever. like climate change. Anyway, you're listening to the Naughty Road Show. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> that was Lily Allen with Fuck You, because why not? Yeah, universe. <laughs> no, oh, everyone, just take a deep breath. Let's <laughs> Still got an hour and a half. We need to, you know, <laughs> just relax. Okay, so it's Naughty Rucho, Sin Nation. I'm Danny. Got Peter with me, young Katie. Mm-hmm. How you going? Yeah, all right. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> feeling better, feeling better, better, feeling better yeah. now, if you are with us feeling in the better. last segment. We blew mm. off some steam, but yeah. uh, I think we're feeling a bit refreshed now, which is good. It says that inclusively to make me feel better, but it was just me. But thanks, Danny. <laughs> I blew off some steam. I just cackled with the background. Yeah, I know, Katie, I just lost it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to be getting to a few Tumblr questions in a moment, but until then... I do want to let you guys know, again, where you can start submitting some questions. That's the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You can ask questions anonymously, questions about your dating, your life, your identity, your sex. But, Katie, you've got a bone to pick. Well, yes. I think Mm. me and Danny have a bone to pick in general with masculine... I also like to pick this bone. I think, yeah, it's a good bone to pick. It needs to be picked. Yes. It's with our... Aussie mask brothers in mm. kind mm. of not in arms because bro, what the hell are you doing? Um, we're looking at lad culture. We're also looking a bit about like because this is the thing. How do you separate? Because for me, there's like different kind of subspecies of lad mm. to a mm. degree, or like Aussie mask culture can be broken down into kind of different genres, if yeah. you will. Mm. So you've got your true lad, which is like kind of based off the English kind of version so it's like short like fade kind of flop hair you got your like your chinos clout. and your new balance you've got your clout you've got your Nikes you've got your kind of um disposable income and acting like a brat and you've got your just like kind of high key kind of moved on from metrosexual so you take care of yourself but you're still an ass gym junkie mm-hmm. you, then you've also got your feral so you've got that, and coming from Perth, that's kind of where Does I... Does feral have a mullet? You've, not necessarily. More often has the rat's tail. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, wears, still here. wears, like, mm. the high-top tube socks with their, like, either Vans or um, 
like the skater boy skater kind of skate not really because they also wear the fanny pack like crosswise oh, across the chest oh, and like low rider shorts shorts and the polo shirt really? like dmas but uh, crossed yeah. with a skater mm, boy yeah. so like shaved usually got a hat on mm-hmm. usually got a cigarette hanging out the side mm. of the mouth bus stop setting as well yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. sounds a bit like this loitering um mm. you've got your tra- you've got your trademark bogan which is more mullet Love singlet oh, motocross sorry i'm just utes, so thongs um <laughs> Hanging out, um, yeah. So you've got different, you've got different kind of breeds of Aussie masculine culture, and some of it, like you'll have the aesthetic, but you won't have the core issues that we're going to be talking about. Because some of the, like, I know a fair few people in Perth who are bogan as all get out, but they're also very, very philosophical beings who will have really, really in-depth kind of talks mm. and be very self-aware and very interesting people, but have the aesthetic of a hashtag true bogan. Mm. But what we're going to be talking about is more the kind of behaviours and toxic behaviours that generally come out when around Christmas especially, because you're yeah. usually interacting more with people you wouldn't necessarily choose to interact with because they might be your family, they might be your extendeds, or you just Even just going out. out. Like yeah, you just come across people you don't... Yeah. So we're going to be ta- tackling Aussie lad culture and how not to be a dickhead this holiday mm. season. Uh, <laughs> yep. Because it is dickhead season. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It's dickhead season pretty it's much silly always. Season. But no, it's this is not. when we notice it the most. This is when we see you. And yeah. you're just like, oh, mate, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? And usually it's a lack of self-awareness or a lack of care for other people that Mm. really notices it. And when you've got alcohol involved, it makes things a lot worse because, like, I'm I'm self-aware enough to realise that I'm a bit of a dickhead when I'm drunk. Mm. I'm a lot of a dickhead when I'm drunk. If you're not in my circle, I will fight you. (laughs) So I don't get that drunk anymore because I'm like, that's not acceptable behaviour for an adult person to have in public. Yeah. So... And, like, I'm a big person. I'm 5'11". I am, like, a hefty bitty. Like, that's just how I am. And I've always been big, so I'm quite aware of that. But I think sometimes blokes don't realise, or because they've never been in the opposite position, how scary they can be Mm. and how... Like, they may, oh, I'm just having a laugh, mate. Oh, it's just a banter sort of thing. And you're like, no, you're genuinely scaring people who are smaller or not as able to defend themselves from you should that happen. Mm. You're taking up space and you're scaring the shit out of people. Yeah, I think the idea of, like, physicality coming into play is when they kind of don't know what to say and they just feel threatened. Mm. And that's what they have. Like physiologically they have that up on a lot of you know women and just like generally people who they tend to disagree with um Mm -hmm. they feel like they've got that upper hand in the physicality so yeah it's something that they don't think about but at the same time subconsciously they want to be there because they Mm -hmm. have nothing credible to say (laughs) souls but true where it's like yeah there's like oh i've been I've been threatened or I've been humiliated in some way that sometimes you don't even realise. Like, the other person's like, I don't know what I did. It's like, oh, you looked, made eye contact me, you want to fight kind of attitude. Mm. And it's like, nah, mate, I don't. And if we want to fight, we're taking it outside and we're not involving everyone here. Like, that's the thing. And it's like, you can be an idiot about it. But if you realise that you've been an idiot, don't try and be like, explain it away. Don't try and make excuses. Just be like, sorry, 
I done I done goofed. I'm gonna go take myself out of your space, enjoy your night. That's all you gotta do. This is the approach that so many guys have to take. And I even know like from personal experience, you know, when you've just you know, maybe gone a bit too hard or whatever, mm-hmm. just admit that you're a dickhead. Mm. Not get over it. Like work on yourself and make sure Acknowledge that, it. Yeah. Apologize. Don't, and go away. <laughs> yeah. Don't linger and try and be like, uh, but forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. That's not how forgiveness nah. works. No. Oh. You have to earn it. You have to show that you've changed. You have to look at yourself as hard as that might be. And I think that's hard mm. for a lot of guys because they don't often look mm. at themselves because they're taught that they can do whatever, the, whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I think this just feeds into also the kind of binge drinking culture that we have here as well. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're if you're abusing alcohol from a place of insecurity as well, yeah. you're going to do stupid stuff. Yeah, and really self-destructive things because like we've again, this has got a bit of a content warning. We're going to get into a bit of a serious bit here. So like if so we're going to be talking a bit about destructive behavior, potential like suicide through destructive behavior. So if that's really affecting you and if you're feeling um, distressed at all, you can call Beyond Blue, which is on 13002246636. You can also call Lifeline on 131114. And the National Sexual Assault and Domestic Violence Counseling Service is 1800 Respect. So if any of this is brought up some stuff for you, you can contact those services at any time. So, with that being said, when you are um, like there's been a lot said about domestic violence and masculine dominated violence and also there's been a bit about masculinity and mental health and how men end up are the most represented or overrepresented as it were in suicide statistics in Australia especially young men and one of the reasons for that is because men choose methods that are irreversible they will choose drink driving. They will choose, they used to choose, and they will also choose like risky behavior such as like climbing high things, jumping things, engaging in risky behavior. And some people are like, oh, that's just lads. And you're like, mm, there's sometimes a real core reason for that. And the idea of self-reflection isn't taught to men. You're not taught that you can engage with your feelings and you can in- talk to other people about them. And part of the reason you choose Um, those types of methods is because you don't want to have to deal with talking to people afterwards if you don't succeed and that's how kind of hardcore it can get so it's like you can be self-destructive from a place of insecurity you can be self-destructive from a place of entitlement either way you're going to be wrecking yourself but you're going to be impacting loads of people around you and I guess that's the thing where it's like you don't need to have that real you can learn it you can catch it before it spreads and if you've got alcohol in the mix it's always going to make things worse yeah i think it's just long term um so so much impact on you and people around you if you're not being logical and rational and it's a really hard emotion and ability to be able to conjure on demand it takes a lot of working out and it takes a lot of practice Mm -hmm. so it's not like we're here to say that no one can really turn it on everyone can it's just if you're not used to doing so it Mm -hmm. can be tougher emotionally it can feel like you're defeating yourself it can feel weak and vulnerable but it's totally totally fine Mm -hmm. and I think we're in a culture today especially around young men where if you were to stop for a second and just ask for help or to express that you're not okay with the situation or to actually acknowledge that you handled something pretty poorly, no one else is going to get up in your face and disrespect you. I think you will get more respect. You will get more respect, 100%. I think it's like the most masculine and 
I guess, like adult just, thing you can adult do thing is like I yeah. goofed, I stuffed up royally. I'm sorry, I, I'm try, working on trying to change that from my, I'm trying to change my behavior. And it's like holding each other accountable because mm. like lads get worse around other people. People do it, like we all do it. Women are just as bad, but not to the degree of making other pe- putting other people at risk in the same way, yep. I think. Because mm. it's like that mob mentality thing where you get a group of people together and you're like, sometimes they'll be able to talk to blokes and they'll be like, I wasn't okay with what went down. And then, did you say anything? No, it's like, why? Mm. And it's like, oh, I didn't want to be that person. It's like, be that person, mm. actually. And everyone that's not just a mass um, men thing if you're not comfortable with the situation and you stand by and let it happen even though you know it's the wrong thing that's happening you are just as guilty and you yeah. it's hard it's not great being it's awful tr- sometimes but it's better to have done something and feel a bit crap about it and mm. feel a bit awkward about it than potentially something horrible happening and you being complicit in that it's the same thing as calling out a bully in like primary mm. school nothing's going to happen until someone says something mm-hmm. and actually calls them out. And the other thing I wanted to say, I think what prevents a lot of guys from making a change, which I don't think this is an excuse, but I feel like a lot of guys, they feel like when they feel like anger from other people for stuff that they've done, they get discouraged and they think, oh, like they're like no one's ever going to sort of be on my side or help mm. me out, anything, which is not the approach to take. But I think what guys need to realise is that people have a right to be angry at you for what you've done. Mm-hmm. You need to realise that. Don't, like, run away as soon as you feel that anger. You need to acknowledge that and then start making a change. Don't feel like people have to, I guess, bow down to you People don't immediately. have to you. People don't yeah. have to be like, they're there, it's new, you're, still, you're still a good little boy, but you're just doing this little thing wrong. And no. That, yeah. That's no. Like, be, be a man, own up to it. Mm. And there's also the thing where it's like, if you are... Um, like, it's that thing where it's like, don't respond to other people's rightful anger with a- your own anger mm. and defensiveness. Like, cause def- and that's the thing, it's so easy to get defensive. Mm. And Australians, I'm kind of everyone, Australian people have a real issue with getting defensive when they're called out. It's a real cultural mm. issue. It's not yeah. and like it's not exclusive to Australia, but it is something I've noticed. Like people be like, you did this and you're like, oh yeah, but this, 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 all these reasons and they don't acknowledge that, yeah, what I said was wrong, what I did was stupid. Uh, they're just like, oh, but this or oh, but you do this and that's like not helpful because it's just regressive and nothing continues. Now, I think it's really up. interesting to pick up on that because you see over the last year when there's been a lot of calling out of behaviour that's, I guess, ingrained in masculine culture, there's been this idea of, well, you can't point the finger at men and there are lots of good men and you can't just say that it's all men's fault. Like, we understand that it's not all men, but there is a, I guess, a way of apprehending men and assessing men and looking up to men that is just... it doesn't change it's just fairly stagnant and women play into it as well that's Mm -hmm. just part of the roles of the patriarchy so i think if you look back there are causes and effect chains you can't just go with the immediate well that's just in the media right now and that's what just everyone wants to say and that's just what it is like you know you could say that about absolutely anything like there are causes um and effect chains happening right now in the more immediacy but everything comes from a root and that is 
the root problem is just these patriarchal views and ways of seeing how men can behave. And it is not to say that all men do act disrespectfully towards other men or other women or other non-gender specified peoples. It's just that some people can't own up to it. They just have that problem. I also feel like just because not all men act that way, there's still the foundation Mm. for it, I feel, in all people who are assigned male at birth. And I believe that if not all men can say that this is a problem, then being complacent is just as bad Mm -hmm. as being that small select group of men who are being shit. And also, Mm. let's be realistic here. You might not be... Not all men are necessarily the worst of the worst. No. But if you're a person and you've grown up in a culture of um, misogyny or if you've grown up in a culture where certain bad things are acceptable you will still have done those bad things because you were raised in that society. You weren't raised in a vacuum of, like, pure masculine perfection. You were, like, you were raised in Australia. We've got racism issues. We've got misogynistic issues. And we've got a lot of issues, and including toxic masculinity. And that is... And making mistakes is okay as long as you learn from them and change and try to be a top... Try to be a top bloke rather than just a crappy lad okay blokes bloke (laughs) it's been real yeah it's been real if you guys want to weigh in on anything that we've talked about today if you have a different perspective or you'd like to add to anything do hit us up on tumblr so it's the naughty rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask and we might go to a song now and when we come back we're going to answer some of your questions they're looking good they're popping but we want more so give me more Okay, this is a sweet song (laughs) by a sweet girl. Her name is Velvet Bloom, and this is called Presence. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show. Sin Nation. Sugar and spice and everything nice. Uh, We're going to throw to our first Tumblr question of the evening. Just a gentle reminder, if you do want to hit us up, it's thenaughtyrudeshow.com. No, it's not. The Naughty <laughs> Rude Show. Tumblr.com forward slash ask. Yeah. Please ask us any questions. This is our season finale tonight, guys. So we want to help you guys out as much as we possibly can. It's anonymous. You don't have to have a Tumblr account to do so. So just ask away, please. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Okay. This um, particular submission from tonight really gets me because can resonate. So someone has said, how many people have you guys slept with? I am a 21-year-old straight female and I'm getting awfully close to 20. Ellipsis. Worried that's too many. Does your number really matter? Okay, so I'm 21 and I am a straight female and I've had sex with 19 people, two women and the rest were men. Um, And I want a higher number, TBH. (laughs) I wanted to have been over 21 by 21. I didn't get there. Had a bit of a slump. Um... If you guys are happy sharing your numbers, you can do so. Um, if not, you don't have to. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> Got to count them up. Um, I think it's like mine's five. Norse. So I'm like, I'm 23 and I've been in two long-term relationships mm. in that time. But And I also didn't have start having sex until I was 17, like 18. Yeah, I was 18. So... Like, I think it depends what you... And, like, honestly, there is... The number that's, like, too... If you have... If you're, like, worried that's too many because... Are you worried because of what other people think about you? Or 
are you or is it just general like internalized slut shaming because the number that you want is the number of people that you want to have sex with like mm. if you want to have sex and you're down for a good time and you're like yes I've wanted to have sex with all the people I've had sex with yeah. then it doesn't matter how many people you've had sex with because mm. you've been like yes this is what you're down for like there shouldn't be a difference between the amount of times you've had sex and then the amount of partners you've had yeah. I really I'm sure that people in long term relationships have more sex than I do so I could probably mm-hmm. average out each sexual partner maybe like two or three times, mm-hmm. maybe less. Um, so yeah. it's a different way to look at it. But yeah. I don't think this person should feel bad at all. Mm-mm. And I'll proudly say I've only had one sexual partner. And yeah, to sorry. me, that doesn't matter. And I refuse to let it impact me. Yeah. I consider myself to be an extremely confident person. And... You know, it doesn't always have to be sex as well. Like, I've been known when we go out to do quite well, like, on the D floor and whatever. Yeah. And I feel like it doesn't really matter. As long as you're uh, happy in what you're doing. Yeah. And safe. Safe and happy. It's so easy to get things if you're not using protection. Um, and, like, be proud of being a crazy protector. Like condoms in my life i love Mm -hmm. them so much um so just make sure you're keeping that practice up because that's like the most important because while hormonal contraception may like stop babies from happening Mm. it's not going to stop anything else from getting all up in you so you might want to like keep a hold of that figure out what works for you especially when it comes to like Mm -hmm. protect like um STR protection because something like condoms are great if they work for you sometimes you might have to get some latex free ones because the worst way to find out you have a latex allergy is through a condom honey like Mm. seriously and I also feel if your number is maybe higher and there is a bit of self-beating going on with that number because maybe some of those numbers happen when I don't know you maybe weren't respecting yourself you didn't think you were respecting yourself or something like that it doesn't like no one's perfect Mm. like don't beat yourself up over your regrets. Just learn from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all good. I like it. I like it a lot. Sex positivity mm. means that you can have as little or as much, much sex as you want. Yeah, and that actually touches on what I was my filthy fave last week. It, yeah, the number really doesn't matter because I still consider myself to be very um, pro-sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, I consider myself to be a very confident person and... That doesn't mean I have to be, you know, out on the prowl every weekend mm. looking for it or whatever. And if you enjoy just a cheeky hookup on the D floor and that's all you need it for yeah. the night day, that's chill. You don't mm-hmm. like, I can like get around it. Do what you want. Do what makes you happy with res- And as long as everyone's safe, sane, and consensual, who gives a crap? That's uh, a message. Yeah, and the more you speak to people, the more open people become about their sexualities. Mm-hmm. You'll discover how diverse uh, everyone's sexual experience is, because there's this stereotype of you know you lose your virginity in high school you know at 16 or whatever with like your first boyfriend girlfriend you date them for a couple years you break up then you have your slutty years da 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 it's just it's all university like and you hold it around and it's yeah. like if you want you don't have to like, no yeah we're not we're not slut shaming or anything but yeah. it's just no rarely people follow exactly that same mold and mm-hmm. don't try to follow a mold just do what makes you happy yeah and our generation itself, um, we're actually having a lot less sex than older generations yeah. did when they were our age. So, you know, you do you. It's chill. Um, be proud. And if there's anything that you're not proud of at the moment, like learn to accept yourself for where you've been and what you've done and, and maybe just clear that out in the next steps that you 
go into with your yeah. sex life. We yeah. all have those moments. We so, have yeah. those moments. It's speaking fine. speaking of do's and don'ts for your setback sex life, hey. <laughs> we're going to go into the endos and end don'ts for your sex life. So, um, I am referring to endometriosis, which has gotten a bit of press in the last couple mm. of years, and that's about and basically Cliff Notes version is that. Base, it's when it com- the name endometriosis comes from endometrium, which is the stuff that creates your period. So it's like the thing, it's the tissue that forms and it's meant to form in your uterus. And then that bleeds and sheds when and you have your period. However, when you get endometriosis, when, if you have endometriosis, sometimes the endometrium grows in the wrong spot. So it can grow either inside the muscle of your uterus, which is a specific got another name which I can't remember right now or it can attach itself to other organs inside you and so obviously when you it's time for you to bleed it doesn't got anywhere to go so your body cramps and cramps and it causes a lot of pain and it can cause like your general cramps to like excruciating pain and for me like I got diagnosed with that uh, last year uh, I came off the pill because it was affecting my mental health and um I then slowly, my pain slowly kind of degraded. So until I would have cramps for three weeks out of a month and it would start off like for anyone who maybe doesn't have period cramps for whatever reason, um, like low level period cramps are kind of similar to gastro. If you ever had gastric flu, like those cramps that you get, those intestinal cramps, that's the kind of level of pain that are kind of your normal average period cramp. That was my low level That was my low-level pain. My high-level pain was I can't move from the floor. I literally, I was, and, like, sometimes there's no build-up. Like, I remember I was going to go meet my boyfriend for coffee. I was walking through the kitchen, and I hit the floor. I went, like, I'm a pale person, but I went white, like, literally bone white, sweating. Like, you know that noise when you make when you can't help but make noise because it hurts so much? Like, that breathing in pain noise? I was just like that. Also, fun fact, um, if you've dealt with periods, you also know about thing called period shits. <laughs> hey. And so, like, that, because, and when you have endometriosis, it causes IBS syndro- symptoms because the endometrium quite often attaches to your intestines because it's in a similar mm-hmm. kind of area. So, that was kind of what I was dealing with. Um, so, like, I couldn't really, and the pain management I had to use was, like pretty hardcore because I'm allergic to NSAIDs, which are non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, so I couldn't take ibuprofen, aspirin. I can take paracetamol, that's it. So I was having to take painkillers specifically, which slow everything down and cause gut problems. So I had like... So, like, I couldn't eat very well. I was in a lot of pain and I was really struggling with trying to do anything. And one of the things I struggled with a lot was my sex life because... um. Sex, obviously, is impacted because, like, you're cramping, it's not fun, like, some you'll feel really horny mm. sometimes, but um, even an orgasm, even achieved by masturbation, would cause me to start cramping wow. after the orgasm. Mm. So that obviously, like, that's obviously sucks physically because you want to be intimate with your partner, you mm. want to be dating, you want to feel pleasure, but, and then you feel like you're being punished for seeking pleasure. And that was, like, a real mental thing for me. Like, I was really struggling with it and i know that a lot of people are struggling with endometriosis or struggling with pain and stuff and 
it's not an easy fix solution. There's a lot of sometime, and it's like first you got to try and get your pain under control, it's, so you can live your life. Because sometimes it's like even now, I've had a couple of um, goes at different things, and at the end of the day, I'm probably still going to have to have a surgery to see what the, if there's anything more they can do because that's just it. Yeah. But in terms of like sex and stuff, lube. I cannot stress this <laughs> enough. Your body, because you're in pain or sometimes you're stressed about it, so you tense up, just like I would highly recommend some like muscle relaxant of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like there are a couple of ways that you can achieve muscle relaxation, like actually physically and mentally relaxing yourself before you get into any like sexual um, foreplay or anything is a must because you're already tense. You're already like worried about it quite often and that can really impact it so get into the foreplay make sure you're relaxed and if and don't necessarily think that penetration is going to happen that's not the goal the goal is to enjoy the sex that you're having however that may be and so that can be using toys like special or like outside stimulation rather than like internal stimulation because also it can cause like the actual interior if your your vagina to be quite sensitive and not in a fun way (laughs) not in a fun way (laughs) so like you feel like everything like i could like like you know how you've got the the reservoir on the condom that sometimes folds over i could feel that scratching me inside okay so it's like a lot it's a lot so it's like you can sometimes use like um if you're using condoms there's some like kind of numbing or like aloe vera is like a little bit numbing you can get some more some lubes that are actually kind of maybe numb that sensation for you but make sure not to get it like on the outside too much because otherwise you can't feel anything and that sucks Mm -hmm. which is not what you want opposite of what you want so like just take it slow take it easy and like if you've got a partner it's good like i was lucky i had a long-term partner who got it i explained it all i like and he kind of and he understood it and he's also like science-minded so he kind of got the medicine like actual aspect of it but it's still hard man like because he's like i can't do anything and i don't i don't know this pain i can never know this i pain. think it's also hard because there aren't that many answers mm-hmm. in terms of the condition itself mm. like my mom had endometriosis like her entire life while she was having a period and it now she understands had an impact on her ability to carry a baby so she yeah for 13 years was trying to have a child and suffered seven miscarriages in the process and there were no answers then and now she only vaguely understands that it was cause and that was really the reasoning behind it but yeah. even today we're still today there are lacking so many so, questions yeah we're, there's still so much research and things to be done i remember one of my best friends his little sister it, when she was like primary school age yeah. like she now knows that she has endo but she was going like to hospital appointment doctor appointment mm. after appointment trying to figure out what figure out what wrong. was wrong and this poor girl was so young, missing school, missing time with her friends. And just because the research, the funding and everything just hasn't been happening. Mm-hmm. So people just haven't known what's going on for a lot of people with this condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also difficult because I got really lucky because I was like in pain for several, like 
a while and I wasn't like I was just like no I'm just being a little bitch because you're told that <laughs> everyone goes through this it's like you're told that like oh it's normal to be in pain yeah. if you're a woman or it's normal to be in pain if you menstruate my mum would say sometimes you faint sometimes you vomit and it's just the way it, it is. is and you're like, like no oh. no Maria no, no it's not and it's like and sometimes that's confirmed by your doctors. I got lucky and I got like, because I got to go to my uni doctor and I got, and it's just like lucky dip, kind of who you get, who's mm. available. It's like, I look, I need a medical certificate because I can't go to class because I can't get out of bed. Mm. And she was like, and she ended up being a specialist in women's health and gynecology and stuff like that. So she was like, asked me all the questions that a lot of people had just discounted. That was just like, so she actually got into it, got into the nitty gritty, took my pain seriously and was like, I think you've got this. You need to deal with this. You need a pain script. You need this. And I was like, oh, oh. Just, I was just like, I just thought I was being a And how bitch. crazy yeah. did it feel to be validated that you're in a lot of pain? Wild. And like, I was lucky because I was only suffering for like half a year. And some people, like, from the minute they get their period. Yeah. It's insane. And um, on what you were saying, Katie, something that I've come across recently, because I've got some people in my extended family who are going through some quite serious health issues at the moment, Mm -hmm. and through speaking with them, something I've really come to sort of acknowledge is if you're not confident with your doctor... Mm. Go see another doctor. Mm-hmm. Don't take what your doctor is saying as the God's truth. Get a second opinion. Yeah. And because there is nothing more important at the health, you can't give, like, you can't, like, to a degree, you can buy health, but you can't, like, take risks with it because if you can't feel like you can't tell your doctor anything and you're not taking things seriously, you're not going to get better. Mm. You have to trust them and they have to believe you to a but degree. But also, sometimes you don't have to trust one opinion. I think especially mm. in the case of general practitioners, mm. I'm sorry, but they don't know shit. Yep. Like, they also aren't proud enough to admit that they don't know shit. They'll just keep taking your money and prescribing you because mm. there are drug companies who are paying them 100. to suggest drugs mm. Having said you. that, though, there are some, like, well-established clinics, GP clinics, where I know like for my local clinic, there's doctors who founded that clinic who have sort of, they're still GPs, but they have their specialties. Yeah, Yeah. if they are like coming from a background of a specialisation, awesome. I think it's usually worth taking the risk with a specialist. Um, I know with any health issues that we've had in our family, specialists have been spot on. Um, GPs have almost killed my mum with uh, the case of, like, not being fully across all of her medical history Mm. and pretty much, like, overdosing her on drugs that she didn't need. Um, So it can go really sour sometimes. I think also one of the major things when it comes to certain things like sexual health and stuff, unfortunately, sometimes moralistic judgments can get in the way. Mm. I know that especially um, if not... And it's not limited. Like, I've had experiences with women doctors who have been just a terrible... But a lot of the times where it's like if you're a sexually active young woman and they are making a judgment based on that, then they'll be like, oh, your pain. Like there's like concrete studies that if you're a woman of color, your pain isn't considered Mm. as bad as other people's just straight up. If you are a sexually active young woman, then you won't you will have be judged on that sometimes and if a doctor is judging you, see another doctor. I know there's sometimes financial constraints, but there are bulk billing services. Yeah. The issue is sometimes wait times. Like I know on the public service, it's going to take like a year for me to get a surgery. Mm. So I understand it sucks. Like that's kind of the way our system is. We've got a two party system. It sucks. Um, 
But at but, least finding someone who yeah. you resonate with, I think, is really important. Yeah. And then the waiting time to then, I guess, confirm a surgery that you've been waiting your whole life to be admitted to is pretty worth it. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like there's ups and downs, but you've got to like have support. You've got to get. You've got to feel comfortable with your doctor. And mm. if you feel like you can't tell them something because they're going to judge you, then you're not getting the best care. There's also a new generation of doctors coming, so if you're a med student, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. And, you know. We're so. going to come back very soon with a very jolly good fun time segment. Um, <laughs> eventually, we're going to get to my cheeky little Aussie Christmas-themed porno. Um, <laughs> is there anything else that you'd like to talk about later today, Danny? I think uh, if we have some time, we're mm-hmm. going to touch on just branching out from the good old, well, not the good old, the <laughs> the old dating apps <laughs> and hitting the town for meeting people, maybe thinking of how we can change it up a little bit, mm, especially yes. as young people. A how-to date without your phone. Yes. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm glad you do. Return Let's to the go old to school. a really cute song. This is old school, man. It's a little bit of, you know, old mate Frank Sinatra and old mate Nancy Sinatra <laughs> because when they were in love and married. <laughs> what? So- Isn't Nancy his daughter? Oh, wait. Is it really? <laughs> oh, mate, mate, mate. Yeah, I'm fairly Sons. sure Nancy's his daughter. That's so... Why do they... Let's uh, just mess with the meaning of this song. Yeah, I know, I know. What do you mean, Danny? I'm sorry. I'm sorry like to break it to you. truth bomb. Anyway, um, <laughs> interpret it as you will. This is something stupid, kid. Oh. No, nah, there's no kid. I'm just being... I just feel uncomfortable kid. now. Stop talking. It's Naughty Root Show. Sin Nation. The last one. Merry Christmas. This is Naughty Rude. You are with Danny, Peter and Katie and we've been talking a bit about people's sex lives as usual. A little bit. The do's and don'ts, the dating shenanigans of Peter and we've also been... Of and, Peter. Of Peter and the world, but Peter specifically. And we've also been talking a bit about the lads. So what are we yeah. getting into next, guys? Um, uh, We're going to air something really exciting. It's momentous. This is my debut porn script. Uh, and if there are any producers out there who are like, <laughs> we need to put this in film, I'm open to collaboration. But just don't take away my vision. You've so, talk, we've talked ethical porn, so you know you yeah, know what's yeah, going to be good. Yeah, everything's consensual, you know, and it's it's slippery and slidey and it's oiled up. <laughs> so I've gone with a theme, and it's the Australian Christmas. And... Uh, this is like an Australian Christmas with a bit of a food fight attribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I'll be doing the voices. I was a real drama geek in school, so not sure if you can tell. <coughs> You've got this. So we start the scene. We are at Jono's house, and, you know, he's preparing for the shindig. The whole block's <laughs> coming over, pretty much. So Dazza and Jono are getting ready. Jono says, Oi, Dazza. Go down to the local, grab us a couple slabs. Shaz, Baz, Jules and Richo will be around soon. We've already drained the Yarrow, you know what I mean? Daz is like, does she still work down at the Bottolo? <laughs> yeah, mate, she does. Scene, Bottolo. <clears throat> <coughs> Hi, Daz, Merry Christmas. Oh, what can I do you for? <laughs> Well, g'day, Shields. Me and the lads are having the blokes over uh, for a sesh today. We're running dry. Going to need a bigger load. Oh, I'm sure your load's pretty big, Daz. Can always count on you boys to go all day and all night. Oh, yeah. We've started early, you see. We're uh, marinating all the meat before the party starts. Hey, uh, 
You would know a good snag recipe, would you? Oh, I hear you're the best snag handler in town. <laughs> I wouldn't say the best, but I've got a good massage technique that really brings the flavours out. You see, it's all in the movement. I like to taste as I rub as well. The longer you rub, the better the taste. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> that sounds impressive. Oh, I don't really, I don't really know how to handle the sausage, Sheila. Um, I generally just stick to mince patties. How do you, how, how do you like your patties, Dazza? Oh, um, soft, slightly seasoned, but most importantly, juicy. <laughs> well, I've uh, I've got some meat that actually um, that it's just in the back that needs mincing. Could you like help me out, and I can like lend a hand with the snags? Oh, can you get time off work, Shields? <laughs> you know what they say, Dazza. She'll be right. <laughs> oh. Or that she will. (laughs) Scene change back at Jono's in the kitchen. There's squelching as Sheila reaches over Daz's arms, down his forearms, onto his big, blistered, tradey hands, holding his hands, rubbing the sausages in a marinade of olive oil, rosemary, salt, bit of thyme, not too much, and pepper. Oh, you're doing... Very well, Dazza. That marinade should be rubbed all over. Now, we have to taste it. Do you like raw sausage, Dazza? (laughs) Oh, I've never really tried it, Shields. Can you feed me? Oh, yes, doll. She licks her fingers before picking up a slippery snag and pressing it to Dazza's lips. (laughs) Sheila pushes the snag further and further, back and forth, in and out of Dazza's gob. Do you like that, Dazza? Oh, it tastes so good. <laughs> Do you taste good, Shields? Oh, marinade me and I will. Dazza rubs his oily hands across Sheila's chest. She slips off her shirt and unzips her denim short shorts. She rubs her oily fingers through Dazza's coarse mullet. <laughs> pulls her close and undresses her and door opens... Oi, Dad, have you got the tinsel, mate? Mate, what's going on here? Just marinating the meat, Jono, mate. My patty needs to be sandwiched. Can you help me? Oh, yeah. Jono undresses and smothers Sheila's oiled-up body. He starts ploughing her from behind. Dazza gets his sausage tugged and tasted by Sheila. Mmm, it's good. Ah... Can you guys roast me? I need to be cooked. This patty needs to be cooked. Oh, you're on a spit, darling. Turn around. Needs more cooking. Oh, yum. I'm I'm all done, but how about we give you a round, Dazza? Dazza, excited, reacts. He gets his first spit. There you go. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. 
I think I was really composed. Um, you were. I like did not drop character at all. You not did not at breathe. all. Far out. I'm so I good. Died. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, guys. I can't wait for this to be a podcast. <laughs> I can't wait to get this. Play it at Fam Christmas. Oh my god! I should send it to like Triple R and PBS. Like I do radios now. Help. I do radio. Get me job. <laughs> So that was like it's War amazing. of the Worlds, um, but sexy. Hope you enjoyed it, kids. <laughs> Clean up the mess. There's oil all over the shop. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you want to tell me that I did a good job on the Aussie Christmas food fight uh, porno, please do let me know. You can tell me in the old uh, Tumblr route. Someone's just said, is Peter a queer, dear? Um, mm, look... I don't know. I'm more of an ally than I am queer. I'm probably a very big fan of dick. Um, Like a good 92 to 8% dick to vag ratio at the moment. But who knows? As I get older, things could change. I don't know. Like I was real for Sheila. I thought like doing this. I'm like, Sheila, you my girl. (laughs) So I've obviously turned someone on. Uh, (laughs) Not sure how. That's all right. Um, Yeah. Merry Christmas. I'm definitely going to share this at my Christmas lunch with the fam. Should we go to a song? Definitely, definitely. We need some time to recover. I think Danny's just like... Danny's off. Danny's like lost. Danny, put it away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, This is my favourite song right now. I don't know if it's anyone else's favourite song right now, but Byron Bay boys who've now gone to Berlin and actually just wrapped up some gigs over there because, yeah, guys, I do the hoist as well. Um, (laughs) This is Parcels with or without and you're listening to Shields, Dazza and Jono. Then what do you show? Welcome back <laughs> to the Naughty Rude Show. You're with Peter, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Danny and Katie. And if you missed that just before parcels with or without you, if you missed that, then you need to get up on our podcast because I just did something real cheeky. I just dropped a debut. I dropped my first ever script of a porn skit. And it was Aussie Christmas themed and it was great. And it involves a spit between three really intellectual Australian beings, <laughs> Sheila, Dazza and Jono. And it was huge. And if you missed it... <laughs> it was huge. It was, it was huge. huge. Uh, and I don't Trump think Danny's recovered. Really and Danny can't get over it. Like, Danny, uh, It was a laugh and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to get on that, the podcast will be uploaded during the week. Uh, it'll be our last potty, so do listen back to it on anywhere you get your podcasts from. But just to check up on our SIN website, so it's the Naughty Rude Show, and that's sin.org.au. Suss it. Now, we want to talk dating. Modern dating's changed, Danny. It has. Mm. We've gone from asking a woman if she'd like to have this dance <laughs> to picking up a gal off the bench at a gymnasium formal to slipping in the DMs. What's next, Danny? I don't know, and that's why we're talking about it. Because I think last week or the week before, we asked, is reality dating shows the, the future n- yeah. of dating? Yeah. And we're kind of yeah. going back. We're like, should that be the future? Or Because you both have been having some experiences, some positive, some a lot frustrating, I feel, experiences with dating apps. Yeah. So is the next step going backwards? Are we going old school? 
I reckon maybe our generation just needs to grow a bit more of a backbone and oh. start asking people out in person. Agreed. And can I tell you that when I have had a bit of liquid courage, yeah. I am a flyer. Like, I'm so freaking boss. Yeah. I can walk up to anyone and be like, you've got a nice smile, and I'm done. I'm done. Like, You're in. In. But without that, I don't know why I struggle. And I know no one that I'm friends with that is female has ever gone up to a guy sober, like approaching them or a female, anyone, mm. because they're attracted to them. It's usually with a little bit of a nudge and a push. So why are we lacking this confidence? What can we do? I think it's just the the old gender setup mm. the, telling us that... But there are people who are confident who, you know, they don't sort of follow the traditional kind of mould and still have very you know, prolific dating lives. Mm. It, it does depend on the sort of person you are, I guess. I Just for me, I just can't match with another good-looking chook who we hit it off, then you find out they live, like, 40 minutes away. It's right? like, see ya. Like, I'm yeah. not dealing with this. Or it's like you have a good chat for, like, 20 minutes, and yeah. then they're like, see ya. Like, what's up with that? Ghosting. Yeah. There was such a hot dude that I was talking to on Tinder, and I was like, oh, my God, the stars have aligned. Like, it's here. And I gave him my number, and he messaged me, the first time I gave him my number was at 5.31 a.m. You up? <laughs> oh. And, like, low-key, if I were up, I'd be up. But, like, I wasn't. So then I was like, oh, did you have a fun night last night? What did you get up to? Nothing. Like, I think there's just, like, everyone's a coward. It's yeah. so sad. Well, actually, I want your thoughts on this because previously I've always had a very don't shit where you eat mentality. Right. So that meant anyone that I've had sort of chemistry with, say, at work or at a class mm, in uni, yeah, I think I've just written it off because yeah, I just yeah. don't want to have to deal with it if something did happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> um, everyone I've dated has been my friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I my current boyfriend used to live in the same hall with me, and oh, yes. um, I we were friends who decided to move into a share house together, and then I hooked up with him. <laughs> so, but when timing. that happened, though, were you thinking of it just being a casual thing, or did you sort of see it? I was like, I want some dick. Basically, <laughs> no, no, I was basically like, I want this to be kind of casual, and for the first like three months, it was, and but yep. at the same time, hooking up with someone and living with them. Mm you're going to catch feelings or it's going to go horribly wrong. And um, for us, it was difficult, a bit of a baptism of fire, but we lived with each other for the first year of our relationship. And then we moved out and are still dating. Mm. And that was, that was four years ago. So like it's, but it's, it's real, it's real hard. It's real difficult. And um, basically when you've got like, but that's the thing. It's like you take a chance and in terms of, and it's worked out, relatively well for me like two out of three it's gone really well I'm best friends with my ex-girlfriend I'm going back to be seeing her in Perth and it's awesome Aww. my current boyfriend went to her house and we've slept over at her boyfriend's house and like all hung out together and she he's met her family like that is a freaking fairy tale yeah it's ridiculous it's just kind of disgusting but <laughs> I know that that doesn't happen and especially when you've got kind of flakiness and that was with like online dating and stuff and I think you have to be immature about it. You have to be an adult about it. That's sometimes real difficult, especially I don't wouldn't hook up with someone I worked with just because don't get in the way of money sort of thing, financial stability. And also yeah. that kind of can lead to weirdness and also be professional at work. Like if you're flirting at work and depending on what that 
kind of, that can really screw up dynamics and especially when it comes to like power dynamics and stuff it can be a bit weird yeah but yeah um i don't know i've had like in terms of like dating apps and stuff because i've also like dabbled with polyamory and stuff and like that was something that i talked about with my boyfriend and like from very early on in a relationship and we didn't do it until we felt solid sort of thing like uh and then we've also kind of stopped doing it. I'm like poly in theory, but I'm also lazy and I don't like it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, coming when it comes to dating apps, that can always feel real weird, especially as a queer person dating apps. Sometimes like if you're a queer woman, you've got her and that means you have to talk for like three years before you can ever <laughs> see the person and have like really in-depth dynamic conversations. And then you've got like someone. And then if you're a queer woman, who's into all genders, you're sometimes approached as the unicorn for uh someone else's threesome yeah and i never and like having being a queer woman in a relation in a quote-unquote heterosexual relationship you're always weird about i we i never wanted to be that person i never wanted to be the person who was like hey you want to join our threesome because and like in a way that and because i never wanted to be in a way like you're my sex toy for the night sort of Mm. deal so that's not that's a bit gross yeah and i think if you are queer it does make it not harder, but a bit more complicated for finding people to date as well. Mm-hmm. Especially just understand people who are genuine as well. Yeah, perhaps. I think yeah. especially as a queer guy. Um, yeah, because you get some real issues with that. Like some women are weird about it for some reason. Yeah, mm. so to find, yeah, if you're dating, say, I guess, yeah, if I was dating a girl, they could just be straight. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, sometimes those women aren't allies and they don't get it. Yeah. Um, I think... Th- the majority are allies, which is great, but you do come across, and sometimes because it depends, sort of maybe what situation I'm in, I might not come across as queer as mm. for, at first, mm. and then they find out later. Yeah, well, then, you can't always come across like there is no. I don't wear like a queer. rainbow t-shirt. <laughs> 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 rainbow like, tattoo. Hi, I'm Danny. I'm here. I'm queer. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> Yeah, um, like with the topic of friends and workplace and things like that, I have never really gotten into relations that heavily with friends and everyone that I've ever dated has been so far away from my friendship group. I've only ever introduced like or had guys involved in gatherings of friends like twice um, because it weirds me out. Like I just don't like people kind of scrutinising or like having something to say about the relationship. Um, and as soon as I did that with someone, I already had friends being like, isn't it moving too fast? Like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, it's okay. I'm grown. I'm woke. It's fine. I can deal (laughs) with it. This is my relationship. You broke my heart, but you weren't right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then in the case of like sometimes having little flings with friends, like it might just be a little cheeky hookup and stuff that really hasn't impacted me or my friendship group. Um, but I have slept with someone from work and since then we just like don't really talk. So mm. it was weird because he was in like a kind of, I guess, equivalent of managerial position, but he wasn't overseeing me. I was in a different team. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it can create a hostile working environment, but everyone does it. And the thing is, I then became aware of how many situations there had been before mine. And I mm. was like, that's cool. Like, as a company, we handle things really well. Like, nothing gets messy. It was yeah. just an issue of, like, when people started learning about it and I hadn't issued that 
knowledge that annoyed me because mm. he talked to someone higher who had then passed it on to someone who had a big mouth who had then passed it on to someone else and on someone else and I'm like you know it's fine I'm pretty open with my sex life but when it involves work I do want to be professional yep. like I wouldn't want that mm-hmm. mixing up things. and if it's just a case of him you know flopping his dick on the table and showing off yeah you don't like, want I that don't happening even think either. it was I think he felt bad about it because he was higher um in work and he just wanted to open up and say it to someone mm. um, and the person he said it to was also a very responsible adult who would never judge but they had then passed it on to someone who kind of disseminated the message yeah. um, and there'd also been like a rumour about how I'd slept with someone else but I hadn't and not that that's like that's kind of borderline hostile but it didn't really affect me and usually I have trust in my colleagues to you know when they talk to me about something to actually understand it but, yeah, it can create a very weird dynamic. So if you're brave enough to venture into that, if you really care about the person, whereas with us it was just a one-night stand, yeah. I'd been overseas for a while, um, so I kind of felt like I wasn't at work yet. We all went out um, at an end of the busiest time of the year for us and shit just happened. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I would only really risk it if it's something you want long-term. Like, I know people who have come out of workplaces with long-term relationships. They really liked their mm-hmm. partner and they decided to do something because they cared about them. And then they made that aware to work so that they weren't on shifts together or there was no conflict of interest. Yeah, they were responsible yeah. and adult about it. And exactly. Yeah. That's, like, that's the best way to deal with it mm. because, like, you, if you spend it, like, you make emotional connections if you put in time with people. Mm. And so if you work, if you're at work for like a good percentage of your time, of course you're going to make emotional yeah. connections at work. And sometimes it can be romantic if you're at, that's why a lot of people end up in long-term relationships at uni because they end up, especially if they live at uni, mm. cause you're in each other's space and you learn a lot about each mm. other and you make that emotional connection. And I guess that's, what's difficult about like online dating. You sometimes feel like you don't get enough time to yeah. get an emotional connection with someone and that's because they the flake case, out or they ghost. Even yeah. in public where you're like, oh, that person's hot but I can't talk to them because I don't know them. Mm. I'm just not going to go up to them. I feel like it happens then as well where mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, this is a stranger so yeah, I'm probably going to get rejected or it's probably going to be shit chat and I've wasted my time. Blah, 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 blah. And I get really like, again, like going back to like something that we talked about in the toxic masculinity thing I feel like I don't want to freak them out mm. I don't want to creep them out I don't yeah. want to be that gross person who's like hey you're really hot do you know what I'm always really afraid of and it's hard to know and I look for all the signs of when someone's single because especially as a hetero girl I think I don't know I, I think it's everyone but guys are I don't know sometimes they're not very clear with their signs when it's like I'm taken yeah. I'm not like, well a lot of straight guys are just like the attention as well yeah. so even if they are taken mm. you know they probably won't hesitate I yeah I'd get into like full throttle conversations that can be a bit flirty and then I'd like probably ask the question like oh you know like he's single do you have a girlfriend they'd be like yeah the missus is at home and I'm like haha like, uh-huh, well see ya sick yeah. <laughs> and I've legit been yeah like so pissed off sometimes and I know that I shouldn't get aggro like I shouldn't have this level of presumptuousness um but sometimes I'm just like don't like lean me on yeah don't like don't put out the flirting if like this is like flirting with intent this isn't because like I have a mate who's like she doesn't real like I've I have this issue as well sometimes we were but she's very she's a very genuine person and sometimes it comes across as flirting yeah yeah and she's just like and she's just not she's like no i'm just i'm just genuinely like asking Mm. you about your day and stuff Mm. and so but all people have to do is drop in like you can find a way to drop in 
your about your significant oh, other agreed. just to give them a heads up. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that way right? that she can be like, oh, cool. And then she'll start asking about her. Like if and she's blo- talking to a bloke, then they'll be like, oh, oh, so this is a friend thing. Cool, cool, cool. Or, like and then it'll be like, wait, are you trying good. to flirt with me to get to my girlfriend? <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah. how pissed off would you be if you were the significant other and you found out that your boyfriend or partner was floating up with someone and didn't even mention you until they asked. Mm. Like, if I had a boyfriend, I would have dropped him. I would have talked about, like, like not dropped him, it. like, see ya, <laughs> but I would have dropped him in the conversation and been like, yeah, like, I was at my boyfriend's house the other night. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. just yeah. a way, so you're like, we can continue this flirting as long as you're aware that it's not going to go anywhere. So mm. That's why now I have to, for my own sake of, like, creating that safety barrier is I have to then insinuate, like, oh, is it something you've done with the girlfriend? Oh, have you, like, taken a girlfriend there before? Have you been on a date there? And then I have to be the one to test it. Mm. And then they give me what I want or, like, the answer that I was fretting, and then I know. Why do I have to do that myself? Just be upfront. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing that's sometimes difficult about, like, talking in person or even, like, with online dating. It's, like, how much of this is front, how much of this is, like, you putting on a face to, like, this is what I think people want, so I'm going to put this out there. And you're, like, just be upfront, be genuine. You know what is also Mm. an issue, though? And a lot of women do this, a lot of straight women do this. As soon as a guy starts talking to them, like, I have a boyfriend. Like, that's not what I mean, right? Don't be disrespectful to someone when they're trying to have a conversation to you and knock them. (laughs) Like, you're not God's gift, babe. Like, chill the hell (laughs) out. Oh, I'll have so many friends who are like, he was looking at me, like, up and down. Like, I just knew that he was only talking to me because I was hot. I'm like, wow. (laughs) I wish I had that self-confidence, girl. damn, that's bulletproof. What? Oh, and, like, the first thing they say is, like, by the way, I have a boyfriend, but, like, you're so nice. Like, don't. Don't do that. Just be like... Just be straight up, but not like that. That's weird. I think the problem that we've discovered is that we just can't communicate. Like, we just don't do it, not necessarily respectfully, but... Oh, what is the word? They're just sensibly. We're just not sensible. I wonder if we spoke to people who were maybe five years older than us, if they still feel these struggles mm. as well or if it's just because we're young and stupid and like we just don't know how to talk to people yeah maybe <laughs> maybe talk- that's the difference yeah. between like the early 20s to the mid to the late yeah Ooh, question though what like <laughs> don't know because I don't like do the online dating thing like I struggle with messaging like I'm not I'm really bad at like like messaging people back and like talking yeah. on messenger mm. I don't have good text banter like what happens when the text banter doesn't live up in person? Like if oh, you've got like worst. that's it's disappointing. Um, and it happens. Mm-hmm. I guess if it's the first date, like give it some time to grow, mm-hmm. like because it might just be nerves or whatever. Unless it like grot or being real yeah. weird. Oh yeah, like if, if they're a shit person, like yeah, see ya. <laughs> but um, yeah, they might just be a bit more nervous in person. Um, or they mm. might like you, and that's why they're like yeah. anxious because they're like, I don't want to screw this up, and I'm a bit like, oh, oh did. Mm. I'm like really bad with nerves. As soon as you're nervous, I'm like, see ya. Yeah. I'm, I get... I once got complimented by a woman in the store that I thought who was working in the store who I thought was attractive, and she's like, oh, you real, you look real cute in what you're wearing today. And I had to leave the store. <laughs> I am that. <laughs> I get so flustered. I was like, I have, nope, nope. I just noped it. I was like, thanks. And this was like, nope. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I, can't, I don't know how to deal with this. But like, what? <laughs> when you think about flirting... It, it's nat- It's a natural thing, but it also is a bit of an art. An art. Yes. So sometimes, I guess if you're maybe a bit more of an anxious person as well, it might take a bit more time to maybe, yeah. I don't know, not get flustered or... Probably but it also depends with the person as well. It's very, like, it depends on the circumstances as well. And if you do it more, you get better at it. Yeah. Like, I've 
obviously become I think better at flirting uh both like communicating digitally and in person I think it just helps that I've met a lot of different people yeah different social groups yeah I think if you're just used to the same people and you're always talking to friends and you're rarely talking to strangers Mm. that's hard and also although I say flirting can be a bit of an art still be genuine yeah, <laughs> like don't, like, especially like performative, uh, performative masculinity. Like don't, uh, don't no, go there. Not attractive, boy. Not yeah, attractive. no. So, in other words, we have no idea. <laughs> Get it together, um, people. So we're just like try be genuine. Accept that people are sometimes a bit awkward, and just present yourself in a way that's and try not to flake and don't ghost. Don't ghost, please. Don't ghost. Don't pretend like you're we've single all done it, when you're not. But don't. Respect your partners by insinuating that you've got one if you do. Um, and if you're the person on the other end who just wants to, like, tell someone that you do have a partner, um, don't do it abruptly. Like, make it contextual. <laughs> like, slip it in. Don't, like, drop it like a lead balloon. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on, boyfriend. Sorry. Anyway, we're going to go to a track, and then we're going to come back with Filthy Faves, and we're going to wrap it up for the oh end my God, of guys. season, guys. Ooh, yeah. It's Crimea River, Methyl Ethyl. You're listening to the last five minutes of the Naughty Brood <laughs> Show for this year. You're with Peter, Katie, and Danny. Just want to thank you all for listening, not just tonight, but for all the nights of the entire year um, on behalf of the last seasoners. Uh, the last four to five weeks especially. Thank you all so much. And thank you for depositing your deposits in my deposit box on the Tumblr. It's been very fun. <laughs> on, that, on that note, a big thank you to our EP as well, Julia. Yes, Julia. The silent member, Julia. but excellent member of our crew. So you may not hear for her, but she keeps everything together <laughs> when we are go- going off on wow. random tangents. We appreciate it. She tells it. us when to shut up. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Enough of that. Enough of the So now we're going to shut up. Um, and thanks, Julia. And we're going to talk filthy faves just very quickly. What is it? Who is it? What up? And then sign off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Danny, you have a filthy fave. Yeah, and when I typed this, I realised, I think I've already spoken about it on air, but oh. who cares? It's the whole uh, shenanigan with uh, Jaden Smith and Tyler, the creator. Oh, <laughs> is this a thing? I don't know this is a thing. It's, I guess it's yes, yet to be confirmed, but it's fairly clear that it's not. Con- Jaden oh, okay. Smith has confirmed it twice, where he's like, yeah, he's my boyfriend. And I'm like, oh. I hope, and I know you're both queer men. Or queer people. Yeah. So, could be, but I'm also side-eyeing it really How yeah. old is Jaden Smith? How old is Tyler, the creator? I think Tyler's, like, mid-20s, and Jaden's, like, 20-ish, I think. Damn, I keep thinking Jaden's, like, 14. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I actually saw Jaden Smith in London. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at St. Pancras, the train station. Oh, yeah. it, it was when he was dating that girl that was, like, friends with the Kardashians or something. Because oh, my oh, friends oh, were obsessed oh, with the Kardashians. Oh, so they saw the girl and were like, oh, my God, that's her. And then I saw Jaden Smith. And then we just, like, kind of watched them for a distance. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I love that. And I am for that. I hope it happens. My filthy fave is the fact that I just recently matched on Tinder with a guy whose virginity I took. Uh-huh. How about that? How about that? I haven't seen him since that, that day. <laughs> and it was the really day. awkward one that I told you about oh, where yeah, he was yeah. just like putting on the con. I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, I'm a virgin. I was like, ah, too late to back out. I'm gay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just so I'm talk to you again. <laughs> so, like, mad props to him. Um, I started the convo with, lol, I took your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and he was like, yeah, ha, 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 that was the most awkward day of my life. I'm like, yeah, nice. It's like, same, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. It was my only virginity t- take. T- yeah, so, yeah, 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 I got what you mean. <laughs> I don't imagine it's going to happen ever again. <laughs> Katie, cap it off. My filthy fave. I reckon is the fact that my boyfriend just got back from being away for two. It's not a filthy thing. It's a filthy. I'm just filthy. I'm just filthy about it. Boyfriend got back from being away for two months and he's come back and he's got a cold sore. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this is, yeah. So I can't. I'm just like, I haven't seen you for two months and now I can't kiss your face. And I'm like, salty ass. <laughs> I am so mad. Man. And also I'm like, oh, poor, B- poor, poor BB. You're so, you're so sore. You're so like, soft. <laughs> but I'm still like, meh. And I'm going away for three weeks. So I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> well, you'll know that he'll be in a full recovery by yeah, the time you get time, He better be, I swear to God. <laughs> but if I, like, if he's giving it to me and I've like, and I come back and it's like, now I've got a cold sore. It's going to no. be like, oh, no, universe, no. I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> We're not friends. <laughs> we are not friends with the universe here at the Naughty Rucho. Uh, it has not been kind. But hopefully in the new year comes better times. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what? More, more Aussie porn greats. And if you do want to hear that again, and nothing else is really important, but if you do want to hear my OG script of Aussie porn Christmas times, you can do so once the um, once our podcast is uploaded, and you can get that on Apple. You can get that pretty much on sin.org.au if you chuck in Naughty Rude Show and uh, iTunes. It's everywhere. Also, we are signing off. So Not forever though. I want to give you my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you'll have to be accepted. I'm sure a few people out there that are listening to this, I don't know if I want you to follow me. We'll see. Um, so like, if you do want to follow me, it's the real, all just one word, forward stop, P for pussy, forward stop, titty, T-I-T-T-Y, so you can check me out. I will also be doing a seasonal over the holiday period about getting your shit together called Help Me Help You Help Me. And if you want to find that on Instagram, it's Help You Help Me. Wait, Help Me Help You Help Me. Sin. Check it out. Danny's also got a seasonal, Danny. Yeah, I do. Name to be confirmed, but if you're a speaker of the old Francais, um, please tune That's French in, in French. Yeah. <laughs> And I promise you I speak better French than that. That was it. That was a little joke. <laughs> but over the summer, yeah, I'll be doing a just a music show that's all in French, playing some banging French tunes. <laughs> the French bangers. The French bangers, yeah. Um, name to be confirmed. But if you want to stay up to date with that, please follow me on my socials. Uh, my Insta is at D-A-N-Y-H-I-C-K, Danny Hick, or my Twitter is Danny P. Hick. Danny there is with two N's because <laughs> the internet sucks, but, you know, there you go. Um, okay. I'm not going to be doing any season. I'm not doing it this season or this summer. So I'll be signing off for a bit, but I'll hopefully be back um, later in in later seasons if I can sort myself out with uni and life. Yeah. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Chopper in a plastic bag. Oh, oh hello. Letters, all lowercase. Uh, chopper. Um, chopper in a plastic bag. So base uh, where I post nothing, but I will. I'm trying to remedy that. I post arch shenanigans and if there's any tattoo artists who are wanting an apprentice hit me up please but otherwise just come along sometimes I post stupid things it's fun 
kids, boys, girls. It's been a good old time. Gender neutrals. <laughs> guys, gals and non-binary pals. Love it. Thanks. It's it's been a sesh, and you know what? She'll be right. And <laughs> Merry Christmas. And Santa's got a big dick. I don't know. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna play a song, um, and oh. it is Flight of the Concords. This is if you're into it, and you know what? If you're into it, I don't know. He's seen a lot of people, a lot of things, and it's from the North Pole. <laughs> Uh, we're signing off. <laughs> we're signing <laughs> off. See ya. <laughs> so, so, so skinless.